Hey, buds, welcome back to the Northwest Convergence Zone. Right on, dude. I mean, I hear that. I just want to start doing karate moves. <laughs> you were just doing those. And surf. I know I was. I was kind of chair karate kicking. I was scampering, man. I was like, watch out, dude. Uh, that's what Dick Dale does to you. So uh, He studies karate, you know. Oh, man, I've seen he, all kinds of crazy pictures of him. He is a martial arts nut. He's He used to own... Uh, doesn't smoke, a, doesn't drink, co- doesn't do drugs. He used to own a couple tigers, uh, gorilla, monkeys. As I an mean, airport <laughs> above his uh, compound in California. You know, it's got to be kind of nice when you get to the point in life where you go, you know. I want a monkey. I want a monkey. A couple uh, of camels. You know I want a monkey, a gorilla, and an ape. <laughs> and I'm going to put them all in a room and, you know, we're going we're gonna to write a story. It's Bubbles' brother. Yeah, Bubbles. What's ever happened to Bubbles? Isn't that sad? I don't know. He's in some zoo somewhere, I'm sure. I know. He's, he's in Maybe depression. Maybe Tito has him. He's in Xanax every day. And <laughs> so uh, we got a phone call today. Yeah. From this guy from a payphone. A dark, <laughs> a, a dimly lit payphone. I, I know on, we were going to tell that story. On, hill, in, on hilltop, hilltop, man. On the hilltop. This is what a trooper Driscoll is. Uh, <laughs> we... He couldn't come in because he's sick, so we were going to do a phone-in, and we were waiting for the phone call, and then he calls, and we can barely hear him, and we're like, man, what's going on? Can't you get to a landline? He says, I, I had to go find a landline, and I'm on a payphone in Hilltop. Do they still have payphones? Yeah, Apparently, he found one. And it sounded like he was whispering. Told him to wash his hands. And it was so quiet. <laughs> he has what, whatever he had, you know. He's got it threefold now. But, so how'd that go? Uh, uh, it was we great, man. We want to find man. out? Yep. The, uh, this is Matt Driscoll. This is our cup check report. It was supposed to be last week, but like I said, he was down, and uh, he was a little bit uh, under the weather, but uh, did a phone in, and it's always fun to talk sports with Matt. The season, the outcome of a Super Bowl berth hangs in the balance. Only a miracle can save the Bears. It's Stanford. Gretzky is standing over in the slot. Timeout, Utah. 5.2 seconds left. There have been great sports supporters down through history. Unfortunately, we don't have any of them. But here's our very own Matt Driscoll from the Weekly Volcano with this week's sports. I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw. All right, everybody, it's that time again. It is the. Uh, it is not the first of the month, but uh, Driscoll was uh, sick a little bit last week, so we postponed it till this week. But sports are good anytime, and uh, we have him on the phone with us. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for uh, you know letting me dog out on you guys last week and come back this week. I, I I appreciate it. You guys are too kind to me. Oh, you're welcome in anytime. There's uh, there's no there's no uh, you know one week you can come in. It's there's no window of opportunity for Matt Driscoll. Come on. Well, you know, I I I, we're, I like. To you to a schedule here and i you know we had a good thing going with the with the first sunday of the month but i, I think we got probably got a good thing going with the second sunday of the month too so uh I, I, let's roll with it see what happens maybe you know get on a hot streak yeah well uh let's uh take care of first things first uh you doing okay you, you i know you've been under the weather you bouncing back <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm you know it's it's not really it's not really good radio talk, but I've had a bit of a I've had a bit of a stomach bug uh, mm. recently, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I you know I 
I don't know really what to say about it other than I've been, I've been sick, but I'm bouncing back, and uh, I appreciate uh, not having to come in today so I can be uh, close to home but still talk to you guys. Great. Well, no, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on. Now, uh, i got to tell you, Matt, um, since you started the Cup Check in the Weekly Volcano, which is uh, Matt Driscoll's the editor of the South Sound's only alternative paper, the Weekly Volcano, and his uh, section that he's been concentrating on lately is the cup check which is his irreverent look at sports it has fast become my go-to section and as soon as i pick up my uh thursday edition the weekly volcano i'm thumbing through to find it well yeah i, I appreciate it i mean i definitely think it's picking up steam i think it's getting its legs a little bit you know it was kind of a new idea going into it but you know, once we got a couple, or you know, got a couple columns under under my belt, there, I started to feel pretty natural. And the, the thing, uh, it, it's gotten a lot of positive feedback. And the the thing I like about it is, uh, you know, I've obviously got a lot of friends who are into sports, but I've got a lot of friends who who aren't into sports. And you know, they're telling me it's like, you know, I I don't care at all about sports, but I still like to read the cup check column just because it's funny. So. Uh, you know, and that's pretty much exactly what what, what we're going for with it. So it, it's been good so far, and it's uh, it's certainly been fun. Uh, you know, you, you say concentrating on it, and I don't know if that's necessarily true because basically, you know, and I say this every time I go on, all, all I do is tell jokes, and you know, it's not. Uh, I'm I'm not exactly burning the candle on both ends on this thing, but uh, yeah, if people are liking it, it's great. I'm certainly getting a kick out of it. Well, it is funny and it is great, and it's nice to have uh, sort of an alternative look at sports. But that being that, let's talk about what you have on your mind. What's going on in the cup check section? Oh man, oh man. Well, you know, it's it's, it's never short, uh, never short for material. It seems every every week when I think maybe. Uh, you know, there's not there's not going to be an idiot athlete this week doing something stupid, or uh, you know, some, somebody comes through in the clutch. So, you know, for next week, I don't know if I have a uh, I don't know if I have a candidate in mind, but I, I'm, I'm sure somebody will uh, somebody will do something stupid. Uh, you know, we've got the with the football playoffs are, are fastly approaching, so I think that's pretty much on everybody's uh, everybody's mind. This, you know, especially. Uh, Seahawks fans, uh, despite the fact that uh, the team <laughs> just... Uh, that was a great just, game today. Medi- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mediocre at best. Still, uh, still harbor playoff hopes, so, that, so that's exciting. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be pretty diverse in the uh, in the old cup check there, mix it up. I know we got some uh, baseball offseason stuff going. It'll be interesting to see, you know, who the Yankees throw money at and... Uh, the NBA is heating up a little bit, uh, so so that's been interesting to watch. And of course, uh, I, I get excited for the, which is upon us now. So so that's been exciting to kind of follow, even though the real action there doesn't really seem to start you know until until March Madness. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of exciting stuff going on now, and I, I I'm sure somebody will do something stupid between now and the time I sit down and write the. Well, I uh, I was reading through your column over the last few weeks, and a couple of things that came to mind that uh, really piqued my interest. One, your uh, throwdown on Vince Young that was pretty that was really good. And uh, two, yeah. now when we lost, uh, of course, a great voice in the Northwest, and that was Dave Niehaus, and uh, never one to miss a shot. You guys took one at uh, Mr. Farley. Well, you know, you say you say you guys and that's not really fair to everybody else because it was pretty much just me okay I um, well i didn't want to pin it on you but uh yeah you know mr fairly uh he he's he's never one to uh to not get slammed on 
you know, uh, if he if he hits that ball a little far there, uh, that's a home run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's uh, the the batter's at the plate, and there's two outs, and if this guy grounds it, this game's over. <laughs> he's like uh, Captain no, Obvious. He's just like Captain Obvious to the to the extreme, and you know, he's kind of one of those guys that I think everybody kind of grew up with listening to, and uh, maybe maybe you love him like kind of a senile uncle or something like that, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Niehaus was just classic, and, you know, it, it was definitely a below-the-belt shot at, at, at Farley, but uh, that's the kind of stuff we do at Cup Check. Now, did you watch the Apple Cup at all? I did watch the Apple what Cup. Was your, what was your thought? The Huskies all season. What was your thought on that? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I was happy for the team. I was happy that they got the, the victory, um, but, you know, just – not great football overall, but I'm happy for the program. It certainly seems like it's going in the right direction, and I'm, I'm happy for Jake Locker just because I know it sounds sappy, but he, he came back for the last year and turned down all that money. And, uh, you know, I'm just for football fans in the Northwest in general to uh, have something to feel good about. Something. Even a little bit. Yeah, anything. anything. Yeah, at this Throw point. Throw us a bone. Eastern Washington, man. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. uh, the other thing, the other big news that kind of broke in the Northwest, uh, it was quite the buzz for at least a couple of days, kind of died down now, was this thought that uh, there may be a new basketball team heading this way. Did you catch any of that wind? You know, I, I follow it, certainly. I, and I, I've heard people uh, talk about it. I don't know how substantial it is. I can't say I've done a ton of research on it, but uh, I think um, even the people – who have been really soured by the NBA experience uh, would have to, on some level, welcome back a team because it's just been such a huge loss for the area. I mean, I don't, I don't know what your guys' history has been with the team, and I don't, I can't claim to have a substantial one, but uh, a lot of people grew up with the Supersonics, and um, it's just, it's just a damn shame that they're not around anymore. I've been in mourning for ever since they've been gone. Yeah, I moved. Yeah, to- I have. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. On the phone, it's hard to. Uh, to anticipate when somebody's talk, but I have a uh, hat I keep in my closet that I'm either going to whip out one of these days or sell on eBay. There you go. So, yeah, I actually yeah. I moved here the um, the year before, or maybe it was two years before they won the championship, and I, I was not a Sonic fan at all. But that won me over. That team they had, the, the championship team, was a, a likable bunch of guys, and the way the 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 the, the region you know, swelled up around them with all the support and everything. You couldn't help but get caught up in it, and I became a Sonic fan right then and there. Yeah. Well, you can say what you want about Northwest sports fans, about them being fair weather or, or not, but I think we've seen that a number of times just through the history, the, the way that this community can kind of swell up around a, a team like that. I mean, you, you saw it with the Mariners and the refuse to lose, obviously with the, the Sonics, and I think you saw it with the uh, with, with the Seahawks and the, and the 12th man. I mean, uh it's not always easy being a sports fan in, in the Pacific Northwest, but when, when the teams give them something to, to cheer about, they do come together. So you've got to kind of applaud people here for that. Hey, they, they used to pack out, uh, you know, put uh, 14,000, 15,000 people a game back in the Tacoma Stars games, you know? Oh, yeah. When they were winning yeah. in the heyday, back when the, the days of Foot Thunder in the Dome. Yeah. Now, have yeah, you, well, have you, been, uh, have you uh, been following or keeping up with the progression over at Cheney Stadium at all? You know, I haven't. I got, a, I got a Christmas card from the Tacoma Rainiers at the office the other day. Wow, right? nice. VIP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, 
I, I, I can't. I, I know we have a writer kind of working on a story um, regarding just how the how the whole process is going. I can't claim to have been following it other than, um, you know, everything I hear is uh, people are excited about it. Now, uh, I, I believe it's in your the the most recent cup check. You got you you the, you usually do a three strike thing, and you talk. That's right. Yeah, you talked about uh, Rex Ryan. Uh, you talked about some Major League Baseball, but I thought the funniest one was when you rolled up on uh, Peerless Price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's amazing uh, this age of the internet how it's how it's changed things. I, I I really can't even take a ton of credit for that. Uh, there's just so many sites out there now that are kind of dedicated to the, to these sorts of things, and I just stumbled uh, across it. Apparently. Uh, He's a hard guy to find. There's a lawyer trying to foreclose on on a home of his or his home, and uh, he can't he can't, can't, find can't track him, so him down. He, yeah, so he emailed Deadspin.com, which is of course the the same website that broke the uh, the Brett Favre penis story. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and so they're looking for Peerless. So if you've seen Peerless Price, um, you know. Keep now, an eye out, I guess. now, how are you feeling about uh, Josh McDaniels these days, my man? Oh my goodness! Oh, that's, oh, oh. Um, that's a that's a sore subject. I'm I'm happy that they they made the they made the change. I, I sent my uh, Facebook and sent out a tweet last night that uh, before the game, and of course the Broncos got absolutely manhandled by Arizona, thus proving we are in fact the worst team in the NFL. Um, but I, I wouldn't go that far. At, uh, yeah, I set the profile at. Uh, the Broncos will still suck tomorrow, of course, but we won't videotape any walkthroughs or trade Peyton Hillis for Ralph, Ralph Macchio. So that's, that's improvement. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so what do you have? Uh, what do you have working on for uh, for next week's uh, cup check? Yeah, well, I you know uh, not not to call out your craft here, Daryl, but I think you actually already asked me that, and I already tried to sidestep it by saying. Um, somebody will do something stupid between then and now, but I don't quite know yet. But uh, s- something, something will happen. Yeah, keeping that close Maybe to the keeping it today. Maybe the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah keeping yeah. it close to the vest there, huh, Matt? I see how it goes. What, <laughs> yeah, you you could say it's keeping it close to the vest, and I I'll take credit for that. But I think people who know me know it's really just procrastination. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I'm going to write it at the last come minute. Out I got, I got some time. You got to, oh yeah, you got Monday Night Football still. Yeah, and there's two games on yeah. Monday night now. Did you see that debacle? I did. Did you guys see that video of the snow coming in on the Metronome? That's yeah, awesome. It we was were, like Armageddon. That was it. Was it like was it was like uh, it was like being at the wall last night at the dome where it all just came down. Yeah. I, where, did you go? I did. It was amazing. I heard. I heard it was awesome. That's, yeah, it, it was great. great. It was great. So quickly, Matt, before we let you go, tell us all about the cup check, where people can see it, and uh, you know where they can pick up the volcano and, and, and all of your stellar glory. Absolutely. Well, I, again, I, I just appreciate the uh, opportunity to come on and talk to you guys. But the, the cup check column, it's part of uh, the weekly volcano, which, as you mentioned, is the South Sound's only alternative press uh, news weekly in Tacoma and, and Olympia, and the Cup Check uh, column specifically is a irreverent weekly look at the wild world of sports. Uh, it's in there every week in the classified section and online at weeklyvolcano.com. And, you know, we appreciate everybody reading and uh, uh, appreciate, you know, putting up with me coming on the show. 
uh, anytime, Matt, and spoken like a like a true journalist. You got you nailed it perfectly. Now get back home, get off the payphone, whatever you're doing, and we, we appreciate the dedication, man. We will talk to you uh, hopefully around the first of uh, the new year. Yeah, we'll be in, we'll be in 2011. Who knows what stupid uh, uh, you know what stupid athletes will have done between here and then. Well, we'll take a look Probably. back at some of the dumbest from last year for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe we could do like a uh, a recap of, yep. of the year in in stupid athletes. Sounds like a program, man. All right, Matt, thank you so much, and we will uh, we'll be uh, getting in touch with you soon. Absolutely, thank you guys. You bet. Later. One of the things about doing this podcast on a weekly basis is a lot of things happen during the week that, uh, you know, it might seem we're a little late on, but we would absolutely be remiss if we didn't mention that uh, December 8th, 1980, uh, total legend, hero, whatever you want to tag, uh, John Lennon shot dead that day. It was a sad day for the U.S. It was a sad day for the music world. It was a sad day for England, the Beatles. Everybody felt it. It was a shock. And I remember sitting there watching Monday Night Football when I heard this. Tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City. The most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles. Shot twice in the back. Rushed to Roosevelt Hospital. Dead on arrival. That, of course, is the great Howard Cosell. And uh, I remember sitting there and you couldn't believe what you dumbfounded. Heard. Yeah, I, it was just like, did I just what? What? Because back then there was no cable news. Mm-mm. There, there was, there was, there was no ticker running across the bottom. As a matter of fact, it was a free cable w- weekend yeah. up here. Uh-huh. So you know where they'd have uh, for like Friday to Monday, you'd have, right, you'd yeah, have free you Showtime, whatever. Check in. So that's what at my house what we were watching, and they had this young guy, and, and you know for those things back then especially back then, you'd have some guy who, you know, you're wondering if he's ever actually been on the camera before, you know? <laughs> he steps and in. They and they hand him this piece of paper, and he starts reading ball, r- reading and bawling, bawling wow. it on the air. And it was very, uh, it reminds me, if my memory serves me well, um, of uh, seeing the newscast when uh, Elvis died and because it hit my you know I knew I knew the uh, enormity of it right. but I was a kid and but, but our my, parents but my mom bawling. my mom was devastated of course when Elvis died but yeah. you know I was there when when uh, yeah when it happened but you know <laughs> so and we couldn't believe you know we're, we're just watching this local broadcast of you know you know here's some free you know whatever movies and stuff and blah 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 oh by the way John you know, Lennon. He's gone, you know, and, and a lot of joy. I think a lot of joy 
left the world. It's like the innocence. A lot of innocence left for our Man. generation because John Lennon was known as a person who was very free about walking around New York. Yep. He helped a lot of people. He, he would stop and chat with people. And that was one of the things he loved about New York is that he could just kind of wander around, be himself, and uh, be in touch with the people. And to have such a, a horrible thing come down was tragedy. And I would like to add that every once in a while I'll see a newscast and, and uh, the newscaster will actually mention the name of the person who shot him because I never will. And oh, no. I thought I thought that that actually became uh, a, a known thing that... Don't uh, talk about his name. You know, when you are... When a, a murderer like that, you know, it's good when you're actually omitted from yes. society. When society says, you know what, I will call you from now on a murderer. Some douchebag. You don't have a name anymore. You are a murderer. Yeah, no, it was terrible. That yeah. was, I went I, on a rant the other night because it was like, uh, <laughs> it was uh, the local news or whatever, and they said his name a couple times. And it was like, oh my God. And Jolene's yeah. like, what's the matter? You know, I'm like, he oh. doesn't deserve it. Oh man, I was doing karate kicks in the <laughs> air and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, we miss John Lennon, and again, you know, you have to think, wonder what he'd be up to. I heard he'd be like around 70 or something yep. now, and that, that blows my mind. But anyway, uh, rest in peace, John. We miss you, of course, and uh, the world really has never been the same since you left. Uh, talk about um, things changing. Our show's changing a little bit. We have a new on-the-spot reporter, the TK Kasnick, who has been on our show several times. She's a darling. She's a doll, and we found a total... Uh, gold mine with her because when we went to the uh, international comedy competition, we handed over basically the mic to her and let her interview several of the comedians that were involved, and she was good. She just ran with it. She just ran with it, and she's fantastic. So we have uh, given her free reign to drop in and give us some on uh, on the spot or in the field interviews, and this is her first segment. So TK, welcome to the program, TK Kasnick, and her first guest that she's bringing us is Travis Simmons. Now, Travis Simmons will be at the Main Stage Comedy and Music club seattle december 14th he's a very funny cat out of seattle and this is tk catching up with them i live in seattle and whenever i go and do shows in other cities they always kind of say some of the same things first thing that happens is people say how do you deal with the rain and i tell them i love the rain i feel safe in the rain because no one is going to wait in the rain to rob you. <laughs> right? And if they did, they got a knife, I got an umbrella, I'm kicking their ass. <laughs> Sometimes I'll take a joke and see how like one of the all-time great comedians would do that joke. Like Bill Cosby would tell that joke, he'd go, Man, in Seattle, you don't have to worry about a thing, you understand? <laughs> Northwest Convergence Zone. Hey, it's TK Kasnick, your correspondent up here in Seattle. We're going to be talking to Travis Simmons. He's got a new podcast called Funny to the Moon, and he recently talked to Rain Pryor, and he's a stand-up comedian. So say hi, Travis. What's up? Hi, Travis. I had oh, to do yeah. that. Yeah, you did. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so you have a podcast. I do. Tell yeah, me about it. The podcast is called uh, Funny to the Moon, and what that means is uh, the moon was here before all of us, and whatever we think is true, that's funny to the moon. You know, it, it's just uh, the moon knows what's real. 
So when we thought that the Earth was the center of the universe and the sun rotated around us... The moon was laughing. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, and you do this with somebody else. Yeah, I do it uh, with my uh, co-host, uh, Mr. Tana Manu. He's a comedian for the last 15 years. I've been doing it like 13 years. Uh, and that's what we do. And um, last week was the... Or last week... Recently was the uh, 55th anniversary, December 1st was the 55th anniversary of uh, Rosa Parks remaining seated. And we luckily got Rain Pryor, Richard Pryor's daughter, to come on the show. Oh, that must have been amazing. Oh, it was wonderfulness. Um, she also told us that the December 1st was also Richard Pryor's birthday, and we didn't know that at the time. So, oh, travesty. Isn't he one of your favorite comedians? Oh, for sure. You, if you're a comedian and Richard's not one of your favorites, something's wrong with you. Uh, I think it was, Chris, <laughs> it was Chris Rock that said um, he would have still been a comedian had he not uh, heard any Richard Pryor albums, but he would have been a shitty comedian. Oh, yeah. I can see that. There's a, yeah, I've, I've worked with you for a long time, and top three, Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, and George Carlin. Oh, for sure. For sure. In any, any order... And I can make an argument for any of the three of them being the best. How did you get into com comedy? Yeah. Well, I, I, um, I thought about doing comedy for a long time. And I think finally uh, the company where I was working laid everybody off. And I looked up in the phone book for where the comedy clubs were in um, Seattle. And uh, went down to the Comedy Underground. And I watched Open Mic like 30 comedians for five bucks every Sunday and Monday. and They still uh, do that, don't they? They do. It's wonderful. and um, Still five bucks. Wow. It is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. In this economy, maybe it should be four and a half. Um, <laughs> 437. Um, I went down, I watched the open mic, and I thought to myself, I can do that. Went home, wrote some jokes, came back the next night. That sounds fantastic. Your first joke, is it still workable? My first joke still works. Uh, the very first joke I did, I, I went on stage and I said, what if Darth Vader was a pimp? Oh, nice. And the audience laughed and it scared me because that was supposed to be the setup. And um, I'm losing my voice right now, so we'll see if we can do it. Uh, it's, it was kind of like, oh, the force is with you, young streetwalker. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I had, you know. And uh, over the years, I've tried to expand my joke content to be more towards uh, uh, being a polemic comedian. Can you explain what to the audience what polemic means? Well, a, a, poly you. a polemic comedian to me would be someone who whose subject matter falls primarily or a chunk of it is in the categories of science, religion, social commentary, philosophy, social justice. Um, I'm not just doing fluff. I uh, I feel like uh, if I'm not saying anything, why am I saying anything? Also, you bring up, uh, I remember a certain joke of yours where you bring up who invented the television. And it's amazing how many people, I've only heard one person ever tell you who it was. Yeah, I was at the uh, Tacoma Comedy Underground, uh, Seattle, uh, yeah, Tacoma um, Comedy Underground. And I, um, I said to the crowd, does anyone know who invented the television? And one guy yelled out, Philo Farnsworth. And I had gotten a red light, so I didn't have time to really explore how he knew. And I'll come off the stage, and um, 
He said, hey, I'm the one that yelled out Philo Farnsworth. And I said, well, how'd you know? And he said, Philo Farnsworth was my great-grandfather. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. amazing. And it's not called Farnsworth Vision either. And that's why we don't know his name. It's not, yeah, it's not called Philo Vision, Farnsworth, Farnsworth, you know, uh, you know, view. It's, you know, it's, it's a TV, you know. That's true. The car's called the Ford, and that's why people know. Now, I know does. you do a, a lot of voices as well, which helps you explore all the different things. How did you get into doing voices? What made that interesting to you? <laughs> That's a very good question, uh, TK. Um, I don't know, like, the true, true origins of it, of where I wanted to do voices. Um, I, you know, it might have been simply um, mimicking Eddie Murphy on, one, on his very first album. I think the, the bit was called Hit by a Car. And I just wanted to tell, I, I, I laughed so hard and I told that story to a friend and had him cracking up. And we were in a movie theater and we left the movies to go listen to the album. So, um, And then, as I tried to want to do voices, uh, I noticed that um, doing Fat Albert was the same thing as doing Louis Armstrong. So if I could do Louis Armstrong, I could do Fat Albert. If I could do Fat Albert, I could do Bill Cosby. If I could do Bill Cosby then maybe I could do whoever does Bill Cosby's voice. So Eddie Murphy does Bill Cosby's voice, so <laughs> I can't even do it. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> yeah, but you've <laughs> met Bill Cosby, right? <laughs> yeah, they had a contest. Who could do Bill Cosby's voice the best? And I got to meet Bill Cosby, but once again, I'm losing my voice, so I, I can't even really do that now. It is not going to work. Um, you've met a lot of people. In fact, uh, at one point, you did Six Degrees of Separation, where you exchanged a handshake with somebody at the fair. Yeah, because, because they had they, met somebody. Yeah, they had met Louis Armstrong or somebody, yes. and you'd met Bill Cosby, so you shook so, on it to yeah. exchange handshakes yeah, with those people. Yeah, I thought that was people. pretty cool. You know, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm like Kevin Bacon around here. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're connected, uh, yeah, I met somebody who had met Red Fox the other day. Um, I did meet George Carlin, uh, comedian. Uh, one of our friends, Tony Daniel, he had met uh, Richard Pryor. So wow. So that's that's. You know, and you just talk to Rain Pryor. How closer do, do, do you get to Richard Pryor than Rain Pryor? I mean, she came out of his balls. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. That, that's close. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to talk to Rain. Is there anything that she said that really surprised you? Yes. We, um, we asked her what religion was Richard Pryor. And she said, well, whoever he was dating... That's what he would be. So if he was dating somebody Jewish, he'd be Jewish. If he was dating someone Jehovah's Witness, he'd be that. She now said, was that because he just didn't care, or no? She, no, he said that underwear. if he uh, was dating somebody who didn't eat pork, he'd stop. He'd stop eating pork. And a respect thing, then. No, uh, he was doing it for the for, to be with the woman. I mean, Richard Pryor in one uh -huh. of his albums. Um, said, uh, do you, you know why Dracula is uh, afraid of the cross? He's allergic to bullshit. Oh, ow. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's some cold shit. So for him, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and go along with this. And yeah, maybe the sex is so good, I'll give up bacon for a while, you know? Oh, wow, that's some good bacon. That's my dog, Loki, coming over to say hi. Yeah, that was Loki saying hi. Okay, so who else? What else are you going to cover on Funny to the Moon? Well, we try to talk about any topic. Um, 
Coming up on one of the episodes, we are talking to a woman whose mother had breast cancer, grandmother had breast cancer, yet she's tired of seeing breast cancer stuff everywhere. And uh, we were we talked about how how breast cancer, the Susan G. Uh, the Coleman, is that what it is? Yes. And they, they we saw um, a, a, ri a pink ribbon on a Mike's Hard Lemonade, and how you know we were in house breast cancer teaming up with liquor. <laughs> you know, if anything, you know, if you have cancer, you're on chemo. Uh, breast cancer should be teaming up with weed. You know, there you should, go. You should have a pink ribbon with a with a green leaf on it. You know, that would have to be real. But the team up with liquor, which kills people, is ridiculous. And it's, it shows how uh, unrighteous some of that is. Now, from the role models that you have and, and from everything that we talk about, you're really, truly uh, could be considered an intellectual comedian. How is that different from some of the newbies that are running around just doing blue material? Blue, what you mean? Well, you dirty. do that when you're new. When you're new, you, you don't have any other uh, stuff, or you don't even believe necessarily or have the self-confidence to, uh, to be real. Um, so some people will do um, all kinds of different things to not be real, and it takes time for you to come to the uh, place where you can be real and tell the truth. Um, I, you know, I told lots of dicks and sex jokes, you know, in, in the early years, and I still tell some sometimes, but... Well, I know there's a certain video on my Facebook you can go to, and I think probably it's attached to yours now, where we were at a uh, Chuckles over there in Spokane. Chuckles in, a in joke, Spokane, run by and, Chris Warren. And someone yells out, uh, you asked what the three usual superpowers are, and somebody yelled out, two dicks, and you yes. tore it up for ten minutes. Yeah, it was very interesting. The, 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 the bit is titled, what's the... Will be the best superpower to have, and a guy. Yeah, and, and normally people say flying, invisible, X-ray vision. Those are always the top three. Um, but one night a guy yelled out two dicks, and I'm thinking, well, what, what are you going to do with two dicks? I mean, that's. You can hear me just dying. Yeah, in the it's hilarious. You know, what do you? Ambidextrous. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, how much? What? What is? It, how high is your blood pressure to even work two at the same time? You might pass out. Yeah. Yeah. You, too you, much blood loss. Exactly. You'd be out. Problems. Your dicks be up but you'll be out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, let's see. Those are some of the older comedians. Are there any new up-and-coming comedians or people who are about where you are that you think are just the bomb? There are a lot of comedians that are really great. Um, well, Augie Smith just won the uh, Seattle International Comedy Competition. But right here in the Pacific Northwest, in this, in this area, if you... If you include Portland, there's lots of comedians. We include, just just have Seattle area. There's a ton. There's Brad Upton, David Crow, Kermit Apio. Um, there's you know there's Harold Gomez. There's Susan Jones. There's you know there's you know there's from here you know there's Ty Barnett. There's oh shit me. There's, uh, <laughs> there's tons of great com comics right here in this area who um, who are really trying to bring it every night and make the audience go ha what do you think of the differences between say the seattle comedy scene in comparison to say chicago or new york or san francisco or la how are we different because people say that we are different up here that we're more like family well i don't, I don't know those other scenes truly la's pretty difficult it's a pretty it's a um it's a shark tank um i would look at maybe the crowds being different like when in la if okay let's say i watch uh like keith Oberman today and then i want to go talk about whatever he was talking about on a political tip at a show in la 
In LA, they don't care. In Phoenix, they don't know. But in Seattle, they know what I'm talking about. And so that's why I'm here doing what I do. Um, you teach a class, too. I do. I teach a class called uh, Focus on the Funny at the Seattle Comedy Underground every Monday at 530. It's kind of like a, um, like a dojo, like a karate class. You come in, we know. hi yeah, Funny. Exactly. You come in, it's 15 bucks, and we work on, on, on getting better. Do you have to be a comedian to go to that? Can Not you at just all. You can learn come, and you come and try and learn and see if you want to try and do it. But there's no substitute for actually getting on the stage. Okay, the more you get on stage, the better you are. Just like uh, you, you work out. Yep. How many times a week do you work out? Five okay. times a week. So if you worked out once every two weeks, how would that work for you? I would be fat. Right. <laughs> Just like so, therefore, if you do with comedy, an F, not a PH. <laughs> <laughs> just like if you did comedy once every two weeks, you're not going to get any better. Yeah. You're, you're going to barely be able to stay where you are, maybe, maybe. Well, and I question that because you only get three minutes, you it's know, when difficult. you're starting. Right. So, who gets to train for their job at three minutes a day? But there are multiple places around. There's tons of open mics. There's Seattle Underground. There's the Tacoma Underground has open mic. Laughs and and Kirkland has open mic. The Parlor has open mic. I even have my own uh, open mic in Everett at Haley's Bar and Grill in Everett. Every Thursday night we do a show called The Big Funny Show. The format is I go up, I do 5, 10, 15 minutes. The headliner comes up right away. So if you got to go home or you want to get a quick early show, headliner's on the stage by 8.15 okay, or 8.30. And then we take intermission. And then we do an open mic. I'm going to have to come up there this Thursday and say, how do you do? You need to do that. I'm doing the gong show tonight. Over at One Eye Jacks. Yeah. That's great. More, the more comedy, for, to my, my way of thinking, the more comedy venues, the better. Because most people don't want to drive too far and take a chance on getting a DUI. They'd really be in at five, Is that why so minutes. many headliners don't drive? Yeah. Well, <laughs> not all of them are crazy drinkers either. But, yeah. You don't want to get you don't want to get a, we trying to get a DUI or even taking a chance doing that you know, so you'd rather just be safe and um, have someone drive you. Let's see. So where can we find you? You can find me on facebook.com/thebigfunny. You can also on buzzsprout.com find the Funny to the Moon podcast. Uh, will there be more episodes? We, we I heard you're on days. iTunes because of the rain fire thing. Yes. Well, I don't know why we're exactly on iTunes for sure, but we are now. Actually, if you on search on the podcast on iTunes and search "Funny to the Moon," all words, all one word, "Funny to the Moon," uh, you can uh, see the and then subscribe. And so, let's see. Thursdays at at the Everett uh, Haley's. Haley's Barn Grill in Everett, 1716. And then Mondays at the Seattle Comedy Underground. You're teaching your class at 5.30. 5.30 on Mondays. And then Funny to the Moon. On iTunes. On iTunes. Search in the podcast section. Well, thank you, Travis, for coming out and doing this podcast with me. This has been TK Kasnick. Find me on Facebook, too. And sayonara to you. Sayonara. How about adios? Adios, Aloha. amigos. Aloha. So very good, TK. Thank you. And TK will be checking in here and there. I know uh, she's really in touch with the comedians. And it's not just going to be comedians. She's going to do th- find things that are interesting. She's going to be our connection to Seattle. And uh, welcome aboard. I think she does a terrific job, and, and she's a welcome addition to. That was and awesome. Adds a female voice. Oh, you got to have that, man. Got to have that, man. So far, it's been a big sausage fest, and yeah, it's just, you know, you know we that's a lot of people are saying, come on. <laughs> but uh, 
anyway, uh, that's it for us this week. We got to get on out of here uh, quickly. What do you have? Co- you guys have something coming up? Last show of the year, Friday night. Big Wheel Stunt Show. Big Wheel Stunt Show uh, with Vallis down at the Tiger Lounge, which is in South Seattle, uh, down in the Georgetown district. One of the coolest places out there. Period. It's a real '60s, '70s retro type of lounge, and uh, uh, we're gonna have cameras rolling. You know. Uh, on the whole so events there. So if you can't there. make it, check the DVD Get all dressed. Soon. Get all dressed up in your favorite hippie gear or your <laughs> hipster gear or whatever, you know, or just throw a t-shirt and sneaks on. But uh, 9 o'clock, and we'll have a special guest open the open the show, and there uh, are going to be some dancers there as well. Wow. I don't know whether they're going to be... Like the burlesque dancers? They may, be, they may be go-go dancers or burlesque dancers. Nice. I, I never know what, uh, what she's so going to drop on So what's the date on, on that there. again? Uh, December 17th, Friday night. Great. Tiger Lounge, Big Wheel Stunt Show. So that's the last show of the year for you guys. That's it. And uh, we got to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Chance, thanks so much for the CDs, buddy. Yeah. Those are awesome. And uh, as always, I'm Big D. I'm the Gimmer. I'm Double D. This has been the Northwest Convergence Zone. Where all things come together. Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be white